In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Part of what it means to confess Christ is to deny ourselves. This is what John did. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. The priests and the Levites wanted to talk about John. He refused. He had been sent to talk about Jesus, and so he did. John denied himself, I am not the Christ, I am not the prophet, I am not Elijah, and he confessed Christ. Make straight the way of the Lord. Among you stands one you do not know, Emmanuel, God with us, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. How is it that God could stand among his people, yet they did not know him? Much of the blame can be laid at the feet of the false pastors of Israel, the priests and the Levites. These were the appointed teachers of Holy Scripture, and Christ can be found on every page, but they did not direct the gaze of the people to Jesus. Instead, they were happy to point to themselves. I am a great teacher. I have amazing wisdom and insights into spiritual things. I have a magnetic personality. I can fill stadiums and offering plates, buy my books, visit my website, sign up for my mailing list, look at my perfect smile and my beautiful wife. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? To put oneself in the place of Christ is the very definition of the Antichrist. Remember, anti doesn't primarily mean against. It's a Greek word that means in place of. John resisted the temptation to stand in the place of Christ, to steal his glory, but many pastors do not. And why is this? You might say it's a conspiracy. It is. The devil, the world, and the sinful nature conspire together to silence the preaching of the gospel and to turn our eyes away from Jesus. But let's not only look at unfaithful pastors. This tendency is alive and well within your own heart. The default position of the sinful nature is to ignore Christ and his work and focus instead on our own feeble efforts. It's no accident that we tend to think of heaven as a reward for living a good life. It's not a coincidence that Christians generally see church as something we do for God. This is all part of the grand antichrist conspiracy, the perennial attempt to focus on ourselves instead of on Jesus. We must follow the faithful example of John the Baptist, who points resolutely to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Consider the season of Christmas. If anything ought to be about Jesus, this is it. We're celebrating his incarnation and birth, after all. But what does Christmas mean to most people? Santa Claus, reindeer and elves, 
Snow, presents, and a cozy dinner with the whole family. Oh, and make sure you've been good this year, or else Santa will leave you a lump of coal. What does all this have to do with the free gift of the gospel, which our Lord Jesus gives to undeserving sinners? Little to nothing at all. We must hear once again the voice of John the Baptist, repent, turn away from this idolatry, and look to Jesus. Consider the way that most Christians talk about their salvation. I saw the light. I found Jesus. I gave my life to Christ. I turned away from sin. And on and on it goes. Perhaps you catch yourself speaking this way from time to time. And it's not as though these statements are patently false. There is some truth in them, but they often reveal an improper focus on ourselves rather than Jesus. Within your sinful heart is an antichrist whose voice needs to be silenced by the preaching of the gospel. Let me give one more example. For a record-breaking 129 weeks, the number one pop Christian song in the world is You Say by Lauren Daigle. The chorus goes like this. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say that I am yours. And I believe, oh, I believe, I believe what you say of me. The song functions as a sort of creed. I believe, I believe, that is the word credo, after all, in Latin. And Christians all over the world are confessing these words. But what is it that we believe? I believe what you say of me? This creed is all about me. No wonder it's the number one Christian song in the world. Your personal antichrist, that is your sinful nature, loves to talk about himself. This explains how John can say, among you stands one you do not know. Christ is among his church today, and yet in place of the ancient creed which confesses, I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was crucified for us, The church that Christ purchased would rather confess, I believe what you say about me. In two dozen lines of lyrics, the word I is found 61 times. This song, beloved by Christians the world over, is pure, unapologetic narcissism. I am loved, I am strong, I am held, I am yours. Christ is never mentioned by name, though he does appear to have a bit part to play. I believe what you, assuming that you is Jesus, I believe what you say about me. In other words, Jesus, if He is mentioned at all, exists to make me feel better about myself. 
He's an emotional accessory, like a Ken doll is to a Barbie. What's insidious about this confession is that it's not blatantly wrong. We do, after all, believe what Jesus says about us. But if this becomes our focus, then we have put ourselves and our feelings in the place of Christ. We have erected an antichrist, and consequently, the saving gospel is then lost among us. This is the case among much of the church, and but for the work of the Holy Spirit, it would be the case within your heart as well. But the Holy Spirit is faithful to speak through the mouth of John the Baptist and call you to repentance. The Holy Spirit declares to you the one who stands among us that you would not otherwise know. The Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us where he stands among two or more who gather in his name. The Holy Spirit imparts to us the faith by which we learn to recognize Jesus clothed as he is in the water of holy baptism, in, with, and under the bread and wine of holy communion. And the Holy Spirit uses the mouth of John the Baptist to accomplish his salutary purpose. John and the faithful pastors who follow his example will never write a hit song that tops the charts. That's because John will always refuse to cater to the felt needs of his hearers. His words won't necessarily make you feel good, but again and again, John will deny himself and point you to Jesus. He will teach you the true creed, which confesses what Jesus has done to secure our salvation. He will teach you the true creed, which confesses what Jesus has done to secure your salvation. And where John's preaching is received with joyful and repentant hearts, there we, the people of God, will learn to recognize the one who stands among us, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In the name of Jesus, amen.